TSMC has announced it will triple its investment in the U.S. state of Arizona to about $1.2 trillion. The announcement was made at a ceremony marking the receipt of the first batch of equipment at its Arizona fab, which is scheduled to start operations in 2024. The additional investment is set to build a second fab specializing in the more advanced 3 nanometer chips. Right after landing, U.S. President Joe Biden headed straight to TSMC's fab in Arizona. Accompanied by TSMC Chair Mark Leo and CEO CeCe Wei, Biden inspected the company's facilities. The main event was a ceremony to celebrate the plant's receipt of its first batch of equipment. This state-of-the-art facility behind us is a testimony that TSMC is also taking a giant step forward to help build a vibrant semiconductor ecosystem in the United States. After Liu gave the opening remarks, Biden took the floor. TSMC had made a $12 billion investment here in Phoenix to build the first fab to make semiconductors in the United States. Now the equipment is ready to move in. Next year, commercial operations are going to begin. Biden announced that TSMC was to invest 40 million U.S. dollars, or about 1.2 trillion NT, to build a second fab in Arizona. We'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, three nano chips. Look, these are the most advanced semiconductor chips on the planet. Apple had to buy all the advanced chips from overseas. Now they're going to bring more of their supply chain here home. It could be a game changer. The venue was packed with big names. They included TSMC founder Morris Chang, Apple CEO Tim Cook, Advanced Micro Devices CEO Lisa Su, and NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang. Tim Cook of Apple. Where are you, Tim? He, he buys a few of these little chips. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's, a, he's a small customer here. I hope they're treating you well. <laughs> As many of you know, we work with TSMC to manufacture the chips that help power our products all over the world. And we look forward to expanding this work in the years to come as TSMC forms new and deeper roots in America. Well, everybody needs semiconductors. I think semiconductors uh, really power um, all of these devices and services. So we are proud uh, to be you know, focused on high performance and adaptive computing. We, together as an industry, have to own the cost of manufacturing together. No one company can own all the cost. We all have to share the burden of advancing technology. Back in 2020, TSMC first announced plans to build a fab in Arizona, which is currently under construction. The fab is expected to start producing 4 nanometer chips in 2024. More recently, TSMC has announced plans to also start producing 3 nanometer chips in 2026. Economics Minister Wang Meihua addressed concerns that TSMC's growing investments in Arizona were a sign that the semiconductor industry as a whole is gearing to move away from Taiwan. Wang explained that companies in the sector were reserving Taiwan for their most advanced processes, which are continually expanding. Meanwhile, National Development Council Minister Ko Mingxing stressed that TSMC's operations in the U.S. account for less than 3% of the firm's production capacity. Let's hear from the two officials. There are just some people in Taiwan who keep giving wrong takes on the matter, saying that they are leaving Taiwan. Be it just one fab or two fabs, they account for less than 3 or 4% of all of TSMC's output capacity. So TSMC is decidedly not leaving Taiwan. 
那两奈米呢，也在积极的整地，包括呃宝山。They are already setting aside land for two nanometer chips in Baoshan and in Taichung. They are also making plans for a third expansion in Longtan for one nanometer chips. For TSMC, tech and patents are the most important things to protect. So TSMC's trade secrets are what we should be most proud of. The officials rejected claims that the semiconductor sector is shifting away from Taiwan. They said TSMC's advanced three nanometer and one nanometer processes will stay in Taiwan. They also add that the firm's operations in the U.S. are only a fraction of the firm's total production capacity. Registration for the DPP's leadership by-election will open on December 12th, with the vote to be carried out on January 15th. Sources familiar with the matter say that all is set within the party for Vice President Lai Qingde to run in the race as the sole candidate. On Tuesday, Vice President Lai Qingde attended an event at the temple in Jiayi, where he looked to be in high spirits. Just one day later, Lai confirmed that he had tested positive for COVID on a Facebook post. He says he's currently only experiencing mild symptoms. Back at the DPP headquarters, Party Central decided on a timeline to elect a new chair. Registration for candidates will open next Monday, and the vote will take place on January 15th. If Lai Qingde has discussed the matter with younger people in the party and a consensus is reached, I think it could open the door to very positive developments in the future. Sources with knowledge on the matter say the party leadership has already agreed to let Lai take over as DPP chair, and Lai himself has allegedly told family and friends that he indeed plans to run for party leadership. Reports say factions within the DPP have also decided that they will not put forward other candidates if Lai throws his hat in. Also on Wednesday, Deng Wenzhan spoke on the party's direction after its defeat in the recent local elections. After the elections, there will be discussions, and there will be opportunities for all leaders to exchange opinions. The most important thing is to find out why we were defeated. That's the only way that we can rise again. The DPP says it will reform in hopes of drawing back supporters. All eyes are on registration day next Monday to see who will contend to take leadership of the party. Looking for a new calendar for the upcoming year? Perhaps you may consider this meaningful edition. Titled Taiwan's Allies from Above, this 2023 calendar features high-definition aerial images of Taiwan's diplomatic allies, along with a collaborative development project. Let's take a look. Satellite images show the geography of various countries. For the coming year, Taiwan's International Cooperation and Development Fund and National Central University are publishing a calendar titled "Taiwan's Allies from Above." The 2023 calendar, Taiwan's Allies from Above, allows others a different perspective in viewing our diplomatic allies' magnificent geography. In the past, aerial images were used to reveal Taiwan's beauty. In recent years, we're placing more emphasis on humanism and featuring images of our allies in calendars. Taiwan's aerial photography has expanded its reach. In a high-definition bird's-eye view, people in Taiwan can now view the country's allies in a different light, courtesy of the university's research center for space and remote sensing. For each month, apart from an aerial photograph, an accompanying image depicts a collaborative project in each featured country. These initiatives include a rice seed production enhancement project in Haiti, 
an urban resilience and disaster prevention project in Belize, and an intelligent bus management and monitoring system project in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, among others. What Taiwan experiences with its allies is far more than companionship. This is brotherhood and sisterhood. This is partnership par excellence. Ambassador Andrea Bowman of St. Vincent and the Grenadines likened her country's relationship with Taiwan to that of siblings, demonstrating the closeness of the two countries' bilateral relations. Taiwanese food is becoming popular around the world, and several chains have already set up shop in the U.S. Recently, 85 Degrees C Bakery Cafe opened a branch in Phoenix, Arizona, where it sells a range of Taiwanese bread. The store drew long lines at its grand opening, and business is only expected to get better. There's a long line at this shop in Phoenix, Arizona. People are waiting more than 10 minutes to get inside, all so they can eat Taiwanese bread like this. Here at this Taiwanese bakery cafe, there's everything from cheese dogs and pork floss buns to traditional pineapple buns. The shop is filled with locals eager to try something new. It's also attracted Taiwanese expats who rushed to this Phoenix location for a taste of home. Taiwanese bread is softer, more fragrant, and it's not as greasy. But they have one in uh, Los Angeles. That's why I tried before already. We drove by and decided to try it because the line was so long. Fresh baked goods are packed in a box. The cashiers quickly ring up sales, sending customers out with piles of bread. Already there are 36 staff on the roster, but that's not enough to handle the crowd. The manager plans to add 20 employees to keep up with demand. With TSMC engineers relocating to Phoenix, the future of the store is looking bright. Those technicians from Taiwan, they miss the flavors of their homeland. Our sales are even better than expected. We never imagined there would be so many customers. In addition to 85C Bakery Cafe, fellow Taiwanese brand Meat Fresh sells treats in the same plaza. Elsewhere in Phoenix, two share tea shops sell handshake and drinks, a hit with young Americans. He builds a drink with a skillful air, pouring rich matcha over brown sugar pearls. It's the favorite beverage of this young local. Like all of our hangouts are based on like, oh, do you want to go out and get boba? I try to get as much as I can. A lot of our younger generation in the States are really accepting of the other cultures and foods. All around the world, people are falling in love with Taiwanese cuisine. Food businesses are planting their flags in the U.S. to take aim at a hungry market. Details on the government's plan to extend the duration of Taiwan's mandatory military training could be released before the end of the year. That's according to Defense Minister Chiu Guo-jen, who on Wednesday answered lawmakers' questions on the matter. The ministry is widely expected to lengthen the duration of training from the current four months to one year. It's also planning on training more reservists under an updated refresher program that was launched earlier this year. Defense Minister Chiu Guo-zheng on Wednesday said he hoped an announcement will be made by the end of the year on extending the duration of compulsory military service. Regardless of whether local elections were a factor in the timetable, what's the current situation regarding the extension of conscription? 
Extending the period of military service will have great repercussions. Right now, there is already a preliminary plan. We'll work on the matter at full throttle to hopefully finalize it by year's end. Chiu added that a government reshuffle would not bring changes to the government's plans. He added that next year, the ministry will widen the scope of its training program for reservists. Back in March, the government had launched the reformed reservist training program. This year, the program had 15,000 participants, a number that's expected to go up to 22,000 in 2023. There will still be 96,000 participants undergoing the old regimen, which lasts five or seven days. After assessing the situation, we will increase the number of reservist teams and look at where we can source soldiers. That way, we can increase capacity. The 14-day training regime features 28 hours of shooting practice instead of 12. This year, 13.7% of participants passed the end of training exams, up from 5.9% last year. The pass rate for combat skills also went up from 5.5% to 9.5%. The new training program has been effective at raising our combat readiness. Why don't we move to make it so that all reservists go through the new regime instead? Most of the instructors are new troops, and they also need to train new recruits. There's insufficient training capacity. Determined to boost Taiwan's defenses, the Ministry of National Defense is working to strengthen its reservist forces to safeguard the country. With the reopening of Taiwan's borders, the Tourism Bureau has launched several voucher programs to attract tourists. They are available to all, whether you're traveling independently or with an agency. Let's hear from the Tourism Bureau. Since December 1st, we've released the fruit voucher as well as Wi-Fi access and airport MRT vouchers. There's also a buy one get one free scheme for the high-speed rail. We may launch more offers in conjunction with travel agencies and airlines. I believe these various schemes are a great help for the industry to promote Taiwan tourism abroad. We will all share the news with our international partners and tourists. In the bid to attract visitors, the Tourism Bureau has introduced four different vouchers. They will each allow tourists to redeem a box of pre-sliced fruit, five days of Wi-Fi connection, two HSR tickets for the price of one, and a free ride on the airport MRT. With these promotions in place, the government hopes for a swift rebound in Taiwan's tourism. Today, we meet a Taiwanese couple who make colorful straps that can be attached to cameras and smartphones. The couple loves travel and photography, but several years ago, they noticed that there weren't many straps in the market to choose from. In 2008, they decided to design their own. Since then, they have branched out to make phone straps, pet colors, and more. FTV reporter Stephen Yang met the couple to find out more. This is Sophia Huang and Maxi Lee, a couple who love travel and photography. In 2008, they searched for straps to attach to their cameras, but couldn't find many on the market that caught their eye. So they started to make their own. These camera straps come in different designs and colors. All the materials are from Taiwan and are suited for use in Taiwan's climate. In the beginning, it was because we really liked taking pictures, but we felt there were no appealing accessories. 
so we used concepts related to clothing design to make camera-related accessories. Speaking of Taiwanese characteristics, our aim when we design is not just to be only a graphics application. We all know that Taiwan is a manufacturing country. When our next generation of crafters is designing products, they have to think about how to make suitable items. We spent a lot of time studying combinations of materials and working out how to improve the strap's usability. In the process of designing, we hope to convey the warmth put into making a handmade product. When we choose a fabric, we will choose something more distinctive and suitable to the climate of Taiwan. For example, we choose vegan leather, which is suitable for Taiwan's climate. That is, it won't cause mold or cleaning problems. It is also relatively comfortable to use. For making camera straps, Sophia was a project planner and Maxi was a product designer. They said creating these straps was very laborious and required lots of hard work. But due to their passion for travel, they persevered and continued with their innovative ideas and the creation of new products. In 2013, they decided to branch out and make straps that can be attached to phones. All of their products are handmade. After customers came, we found that over the past few years, demand for cameras changed to demand for mobile phones. So we gradually extended our designs to different product lines. Now we have some mobile phone accessories. We know people are highly dependent on mobile phones in Taiwan. Compared to mass-produced items made by machines, we have to spend a lot more time making our products. We want each piece or leather item to be in different colors, so the time invested is longer than ordinary mass-produced products. We really do it all by hand. We need to be clear about our goals and direction. When we adhere to the branding route, the quality, production and even style and demands we place on ourselves have to be at an even higher level. The two are also cat lovers. In 2022, they began designing collars for cats in hopes of creating comfortable and eye-catching collars for their furry friends. We have cats in our family, and we couldn't find good-looking collars that we liked for them. That's why we created them ourselves. We used mountain climbing ropes to make it cooler for a cat to wear. Then, they're more cat-friendly and easier to use. It is different from the traditional cat leads with the buckles. Consumers in Taiwan are very friendly, and they are also very willing to try new things. They just want products with different styles or qualities. So we have started to shape a brand with a different personality in the past two to three years. Designers say they get their inspiration from their daily lives and travel. They hope to continue to make colorful and beautiful designs to help people travel both safely and fashionably. FTV reporters Stephanie Yang and Luo Zhizhong in Taipei. Neighbors in a town in Nanto are enjoying a game of chess on an unusual scale. A new building in Zhongliao Township has a giant mural of Chinese chessboard. The game is in full flow and neighbors love to stop and contemplate the board as they pass by. But is the red side winning or the black? Only the landlord knows. This five-story building in Nanto's Zhongliao Township has a very unusual mural on the wall, a gigantic Chinese chessboard. The black and red pieces are arranged mid-game. Many passers-by stop to stare at the painting. Some gesture at the board and work out what move could come next. Oh, 
The line down the middle of the board separates red and black territory. The black player has four pieces left. The general, two advisors, and a chariot. The red player has a horse and a chariot and has invaded the black side of the board, leaving only the general back to guard the palace. The game has reached a perplexing stage. Some people say black will win, others are betting on red. We asked the landlord of the property to have the final say. It's a draw. A draw means everyone feels good together. It means if we come out to have fun, let's all be in good terms with each other. It's very fun. The landlord is a chess lover and has played since childhood. He wanted to spread the joy of chess and decided to use this vast canvas. On the other side is a western chess set. The cost of the murals was more than 1 million NT, but it's worth it to get the neighbors chatting and joking. Every year, the central bank issues a commemorative coin set for the Lunar New Year, based on that year's zodiac animal. The upcoming edition of the coin will feature rabbits, which symbolize prosperity and vitality. One of the coins in the two-coin set is a one-ounce silver coin with a pair of gold-plated rabbits on the front side and a Confucian worship ceremony on the back. The other coin is made of a copper alloy and shows a rabbit with a radish on the front symbolizing good luck. The back has a pink chrysanthemum to represent elegance and purity. Every year, the central bank distributes 90,000 sets. This year, orders can be placed online starting December 12th. The coins will also be available at Bank of Taiwan branches from January 4th.